when you're cool. who's, am I introing this week? I'm not too sure. You can do it. I, don't, I think I did it the last time. Oh, actually. okay. No, All I right. think you did it the last time. I can't remember. Let's, uh, out, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to introduce. Sorry. Hello, wigs and snatchettes. Hey. And welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. You are here uh, with your lovely host, Ewitt, the Dark Lord of Northwest. Ooh. And you are here with the Jalof Fairy Godmother uh, from Mitchum. Jalof Fairy Godmother, Godmother. That's Latoya. Quite good, actually. Ooh, it's me, it's me, Jalof Queen. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. We hope that you're doing really, really well um, and staying safe and living your best lives, whatever yes. you are doing, wherever you are listening to this podcast whether it is in America, Jamaica, Germany, Australia, UK, India. I'm listening at all our listens, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we hope that you're having a great time wherever you are um, and living your best life. Um, but yes, yeah, so as I said, welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. Uh, this episode, again, is Tales from the Timeline and we're going to be uh, mm-hmm. depicting and discussing some key things that's happened in the timeline in the news uh, over the past week or two weeks by the time this uh, episode is released. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into it, just a little bit of PR. If you are not following us already, please feel free to follow our snatch.podcast on Instagram and you can listen to this podcast on Apple, Amazon Music, um, <laughs> SoundCloud and Spotify as well. Yeah. Um, if you have any feedback and want to get in contact with us, please feel free to write us a review as well because we need more reviews we on do. iTunes, we need more reviews on Amazon Music, more reviews on SoundCloud and Spotify. So please feel free to write us <laughs> a review, the stars, or you can drop us an email contact at snatchpodcast.com. Brilliant. Um, I've, I think I've done that quite you well. You did that really well. It's giving BBC I mean, one extra. Is it giving BBC One Extra? I know, we're ready to move on, aren't we? I think so. So BBC One Extra, if you're listening, any researchers, any producers or anybody who feels that, you know what, actually the Snatch Podcast could go to a radio station, mm-hmm. please feel free to holler or forward this or forward it onto your friend, your family, your kids, your hamsters, your dogs and your cats. <laughs> I am drinking a glass of red wine. I did wonder what that was. I thought it was Coca-Cola. It's not Rabina, 100%. No. Oh no, no, not at all. Oh. It's a, listen, it's Jubilee weekend. I've got to enjoy myself. It's a golden jubes. How are you feeling about it? And Queen Lizzie? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm okay. No, look, I think it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to censor check because I thought we really want to go on BBC. I can't be like, you know, savage. No, you know what? I think she's our longest reigning monarch. Mm-hmm. 70 years. I think she's seen a lot and gone through a lot within her time. Mm. I do think she's getting over the death of obviously her husband as well. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really know them inside and out to understand yeah. if the connection was there or whatever. I think there's been a lot of trials and tribulations and scandals Probably. Um, for the monarchy over the past, I would say, couple years. Mm. Um, so, you know what? I think, yeah, Lizzie... Go on, girl. 70 years on the throne. Mm. You enjoy yourself. I'm not necessarily a royalist. No. Um, but you know what? You know, it, it brings people together as it was I was seen quite surprised to see Central so London. many people there. There were so many people. I was people. shocked. There was people camping, coming over from America, people wow. camping out. Like, it's a lot of people coming down from, obviously, you know, from up north, from Scotland or whatever. Mm. Like I was in central London today. It was rammed. Wow. Like restaurants, you had to you had to have a booking because like you could mm. not walk into a restaurant. Luckily, we were able to have lunch like um and we just had like a flying booking. 
Uh, but yeah, it was quite intense. Wow. So I think that, you know, I think it, 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 yeah, it brings people together. I think it's boosting a lot of money into our economy as well. Mm. I think people obviously will spend shitloads of money in pubs and restaurants. So oh, I think yeah, that's quite good for days. our economy. For, for sure. the next couple of days. But yeah, no, you know what? It's, it's all right. What about you? You've been flying your, your bunting? Absolutely your not. Um, oh. I, I hope Lizzie's enjoying the £28 million party that I helped fund through taxes. Um... I'm very happy that they get to enjoy their party on our queen um, and good for her 70 years. But I just think, and I'm not even a tin foil hat wearer, but at the end of the day, there are, we are in a period of like crisis with like financial crisis in our country. This is just a disgusting display of wealth. I'm sorry. Like I'm not even someone who's even, cares that much about you know i'm not going to go running through the parades topless i'm sure some people would like to see that but i'm not going to do that with a placard yeah, just letting you know yeah. anyone else wants to do it i did see some people protesting weren't they with the with the trooping of the trooping what's it called trooping of the front the color trooping of the color what when does the, that mean <laughs> i think it's called the trooping of the color when yeah. they um the soldiers you know they have their little that oh hat. doing that little parade and stuff like yeah, that. yeah i think that's what it's called right. it's probably not but um there was a few protesters running through them like and getting tackled by the police really yeah yeah i saw that today on the news so i was like oh okay um and i'm not going to do that but i just feel like the state of the world we're in like especially in the uk right now i just i can't get behind it but you know what i saw a snapshot of meg's Hey, baby, how you doing? Yeah. Back in the UK. And of course, the newspapers are running with Meghan was shishing the royal children on the balcony. They needed to be I, told. Oh, really? She, got, she, I was, saw, she was playing with I them. I thought she was blowing kisses or just playing with them or I something like that. I think she was like playing that, with no? them, but they're just oh, okay, trying to be cool. extra. Like, oh, she was shishing the children. The children were yeah. laughing. I think there's another episode. There's not, not another episode. Sorry, I saw another post or um, like a newspaper caption about you know Harry and Meghan, the most popular royals. I was just like, oh god, don't don't, don't publicize do that, that because you don't mean that. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to cause more drama. But no, you know what? I, I I hear I hear you in terms of you know there's enough like shit that's happening yeah. in the UK, and and I, I I agree. I think on the other side, I think sometimes it's just I think we're basically using this 28 million party just as a form of escape escapism isn't it of so course, for the, that's the, it. the four days actually all of us going to escape our worries because actually there's going to be street parties if you can't afford to buy your case either you can't afford to do mm. x y and z actually go next door have a bit of a knees up with like your neighbor you know celebrate lizzie and it's just for those four days or the two days you can actually just escape the yeah. harsh reality of what we're going through so I, i'm between i'm in two i'm between two yeah. like, you know i don't really care too tough about if we've got a monarchy or not like, no. you know what i mean like doesn't didn't really bother me yeah. um, but i would say if it does if it does give solace is that the right word no that's not the right solace. word i think i just made that up i'm so sorry i think solace <laughs> is a word but i don't know if it's right for no if it gives people a form of escapism yeah i don't know why solace came into my head <laughs> it's the wine <laughs> don't make it out that i've been drinking like <laughs> glasses you know before I, I might have had two glasses actually i'm not gonna lie solace anyway i just need to just stop anyway. but yes no you know the jubilee um yeah we're having a great time over this bank holiday i'm enjoying you're, it you're, you're you're going off to the seaside i'm going you? to the seaside with the girls Amazing. looking with forward the girls. to seeing your babies babes um mm -hmm. yeah so i'm actually enjoying just having not being at work i think you know 
yeah, work is can be just stressful, can't it? So it's just nice to have the extra day, days yeah. to just not be at work and actually just have a bit of quiet time. You know, go to IKEA, whoop whoop. You know, <laughs> do, do your DIY. Do a bit of tidying. Did you set up the, the furniture already? No, it's still in the box. Okay, when is that going to be set up exactly? That's not my job, so I don't know. I've Ooh. left it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you have to see your husband. I don't do DIY. And your child, yeah? Yeah, I mean... Because <laughs> she's going to be... She's going to be helping. Like, okay, 100%. Yeah, I don't really do those things. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'm here for feminism. I am. But there's some things that I don't do as a woman and I'm very happy to not do it as a woman I don't take the bins out that's not my job right and so, I don't do DIY so you don't take the bins out you don't do DIY okay no. cool when you say that's not your job that's really interesting <laughs> I'm quite interested to find out okay so what is your job then what do you do, what do, I do? that actually your husband doesn't do I mean it's just be fabulous isn't it like just <laughs> I mean, I cook, I clean, yeah, I rear my child, um, and I'm still working as well. You know, still working full time hours. You know, I make sure things look nice. I make aesthetic choices around the home. Aesthetic choices. <laughs> I love it. We have different viewpoints on furniture buying and how things yeah. look and i think like not every man is interested in like interior design like they might like diy and fixing things you know but in terms of selecting what goes together because sometimes when you see a man's bachelor pad it really gives you an insight into what right You've been, yeah, come on we've been to a few bachelor pads in our yeah, time to be fair yeah i've been to a few bachelor pads in my time and when i've seen some of the interior i'm just like Okay. I mean, mattress as sofa. Let's talk about it. Is that okay? Mattress and sofa. Mattress as the sofa. What? The mattress is the sofa. I don't understand. The bed is also that... the sofa where we sit on. There's no, there's no separate sofa. Well, where are they sleeping in the living room? <laughs> is it a... No, I, that's a genuine question. Is it? Is, is it a studio flat? I, I mean, we can't be shaming people on. Snatch podcast. No, but that's what I'm saying. No, if it's a studio flat, then that's fine. But, because with no they bed don't frame? Let's... Well, no, I would expect like the bed. If it's the bed frame There's that no converts bed... from the... a sofa no, into no. a bed, then no, that's no. fine. No, just the mattress. On the floor? On the floor. Oh, oh, um, you know, sometimes bed frames are expensive. That's what we are. They're expensive. Not if you act like you're flossing. If, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's if a problem. You're giving a perception. If you're giving a perception, yeah. and then the interior is not matching the exterior that you're giving us outside of the four yeah, walls no, of your sure. home, that's a problem. Very different Terrible. to just having a mattress where you just don't have any money. I'm talking about people who are giving off, um, that you know, they're radiating coin that they don't have. That's so, you know. Yeah. yeah. The people, them, the man, them. The man, them. The gal, them. The, the people, them. Yeah. That yeah. are financing their Range Rovers. Yeah. With these subs there. <laughs> inside the house is not popping pop you know what I would rather prefer to just tap tap my Insta card on the Elizabeth line I would prefer to do that <laughs> rather than it's true 
It's very true. But you know what? This is some advice to some of our wigs and statuettes. I know we'll probably get into that. We'll, we'll get into the episode in a minute. Mm. Wigs and statuettes, we apologise. We're just catching up. Yeah. Right? But I will give some advice to all the wigs and statuettes, like in terms of finances, right? Mm. And this, I think we've mentioned it before on um, previous episodes. But for those of you who don't know, Ewart was shit with money. I was in debt. Mm. Like I was on seven, in seven grand debt, right? And when you've got that debt and you're living from paycheck to paycheck, like we're talking about at the end of the month, you, darling, you're bringing the noodles from your yard into work because mm. you haven't got any money. There becomes a particular time in your life where you're just like, I can't, I can't you cannot continue to live like that. I had yeah. two credit cards, I had an overdrafted debt. So I consolidated my, obviously, my saving, my savings, consolidated my debts and actually was just paying it off monthly, monthly, by month, by month, by month. But every single time I got a promotion or every single time I got a pay rise, I calculated mm -hmm. that percentage and I put that into paying off for my debts. Yeah. And the mistake that people make is obviously people are going to get promoted and they're going to get a bigger salary because mm. naturally through like annual salary reviews or bonuses or or promotions or yeah. going to a different job but as people climb the career ladder and they get a bigger salary they increase their expenditures yeah and the reality of it is what you need to do is decrease your expenditures right. and increase your salary mm -hmm. that is it's just that little nugget of information and i i've i've was taught that by going to this like seminar mm. with what was it called? I think it was called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh God! Yeah, the, from the book. Do you remember? Yeah. The book. I didn't get the book, but I went to like it was. He was. I think when he was like fresh, like and he yeah. was new in town. I went to this talk, and I was like, oh, actually, that, that I did get sense. the fucking book. You're a. I lied. Did you get the book? I got the book and oh, I read the book. Right. I know. I don't think I read all of it. I just took the bits <laughs> that I really wanted. But actually, I think that's such a good way. To obviously like manage your money, like yeah. try to decrease your expenditures. Do you really need that new iPhone? That's gonna cost you like mm. what eighty pound a month. Like really, yeah. like you decrease that, and then little things like you go into like chip. So like, I mentioned chip before in terms of oh, like that, and yeah. that saving app that basically just goes in. It's AI, so it goes into your account and just takes money out. You don't even mm. recognize it. It can be like ten pound, twenty pound. Sometimes it's fifty pound. But by the time you blink, like give or take six weeks, you're like, oh mad, I got two hundred pound. So yeah, sorry, we definitely kind of we don't. That's not I know, even a topic but we just, I wanted to discuss, but I, we're just catching out. Well, I mean, it kind of ties in, you know, because we're moving on to the topic of relationships and presenting Ooh. one's self and what is the yeah. truth and what is not the truth. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, this topic, you, I don't know if you wanna wanna. Go yeah, into I'm gonna, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into it. So the topic that we're talking about, Wigs and Snatchets, is obviously um, the the case of the trial between Johnny Depp and Amber mm. Heard. Um, and I know actually this case has been going on for quite some time, almost six weeks. Ages, yeah. And um, it's been going on um, in the US. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm sure every must have known, everybody mm. must know. Um, but essentially, um, you know, there was a court case between Amber and, and Johnny and they were suing each other for, is it defa, def, can't, defamation? <laughs> defamation, there <laughs> defamation, we go. Defamation, yeah. They were suing each other for defamation. Um, 
Depp sued Heard, his ex-wife, for defamation over a 2018 um, almost article that she wrote for the Washington Post, which she described herself as a um, as a public figure representing domestic violence. Um, though Depp was not named in the article, he claims it cost him lucrative acting roles. So I think he was cancelled from Pirates of the Caribbean, and we yeah. know Pirates of the Caribbean is a massive franchise. So actually, yeah. he must have lost quite a lot of money. But then to give a little bit of background as well, to add in on to that, Heard countersued her ex-husband um, over statements that Johnny, uh, over statements Depp's attorney made about abuse claims. And mm-hmm. um, the jury found that Heard uh, defamed Depp in three separate statements in the Washington Post piece and Depp defamed Heard in one statement his attorney made. So mm-hmm. it's basically defamation of character, costing yeah. each other's roles, etc. But if you haven't necessarily been following this whole trial, as I said, it's been going on for six weeks and it's been juicy. It has. It's been juicy. It's been juicy. It's been messy. Mm. It's been toxic and it's been super scary mm. as well. In terms of, you know, the 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 when they're each testifying against one of our testifying to the facts or, you know, uh, showing some of the evidence, like, you know, some of the, the video recordings mm. and the audio recordings that we've heard, you know, Depp is saying something about he wants to burn her alive, etc. She's saying that she's got pictures of cocaine wrapped up on a table and him being sick on himself and her turning and saying that she thought that he sexually abused her with a bottle. Yeah, that was pretty I'm not going to go into horrific. it. It was just... It was really graphic, really weird. And if I'm honest, they're both as bad as each other. Mm Mm-hmm. It, um, you had other celebrities coming and testify. So Kate Moss, is it James Marco? I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Elon Musk, he jumped on the bandwagon. Um, Who did he defend? uh, Amber. Oh yeah, of course. Because they were together, weren't they? Is he not her child's father? Anyway. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember if it's James Marco. I don't think it was James Marco. Sorry. Scrap that. Okay. But I do think it's, it's Elon Musk. Obviously, he came in and yeah. it just got really messy. Mm. And to cut a long story short, by the time this episode is released, I think everyone's going to know. But actually, essentially, Johnny won. Yeah. So, he, yeah. Johnny, um, I think he has been awarded $15 million mm. and sh- But however, Amber has been awarded $2 million, yeah. uh, because they've both been in the wrong. Mm. But... For me, the whole, as I said, the whole case was just super, super toxic. Mm. And it's actually really scary how people can, or couples can get to that stage mm. in the public eye. And yes, we know, obviously they've got money. So it's, you know, they can burn, you know, five or 10 grand on cocaine and mm. feel no way and whatever. It's not going to hit their bank balance, whatever. But like just some of the details that were coming out in that case just really shocked me. Mm. And, you know, irrespective of whether or not Johnny's kind of like one, the impact that it's going to have on their careers going forward, it's just huge. Like I don't feel, I think Johnny, I think Johnny will get back into business. I yeah. think he'll get back into business like that because yeah. I think it's quite evident that he had, I think he had the public's Support. backing, yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, he had the public's backing. I think Amber is going to struggle yeah. as a woman to get back into the industry. But it does raise a bigger question around actually, yes, because Johnny already had the backing. He's a, essentially he is a bigger star in comparison mm. to Amber, I would say. But is that fair mm. that actually Amber should struggle to get back into the industry when actually they're both as bad as each other? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 it'll be interesting to see how i hope that johnny bounced back i hope that do i hope that she bounced back 
Oh. I mean, I'm always going to have a bias towards Johnny because Johnny, I love Johnny Depp. I do. Yeah, and I think I this do is love it. Johnny Depp, but I have to check my bias. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people... I don't care for either one of these people. I mean, Johnny Depp historically is an amazing actor, but I do think that there is a layer of misogyny in this case and often is the way when 100%. women come forward. Now, the fact is people are quite confusing two things. If you're suing for defamation, it doesn't mean that what happened, what happened, is claimed happened didn't happen and i think mm. people are conflating the two things and saying well because he won this on three you know the three separate counts of defamation then that means he didn't abuse her he didn't do it yeah but exactly. that's not true because at the end yeah. of the day like you and i can't let me say why am i even saying this am i there i wasn't there but after listening to some of her testimony yes she's an actress but so is he and when he was on the stand as well this man was acting as well he knew oh, to laugh he knew to look this way that way he is a seasoned professional and the fact that he pushed for a jury he pushed for this to be a public hearing and i fully believe that his company or his um media team were definitely paying for this to be staying within social media because this trial by social media at this point we're, 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 we're over the point of like trial by newspaper where things come out you know back in the day with charles and diana you just pick up the sun what is it news on news of the world and that's where you yeah. get your tea but now it's social media it's twitter it's people using hashtags you know justice for johnny depp mm. and do I think that she's cuckoo? Yes, 100%. If you're going to shit on someone's bed, you're absolutely not okay. Um, that's You're not okay. But I think people also need to understand with, with abuse, there's, there's, a, there's a question that's thrown out is, can abuse really be mutual? Or does it become mutual when the person who has more power when you try to write match the person who has more power and in this instance it's johnny depp he has more power he's richer i mean this guy was coked out he was on drugs i fully can imagine if someone's coked out on drugs high as a kite on cat whatever allegedly he was taking he's probably going to beat the brakes off you or strangle you or punch you and wake up in the morning and not remember that they've done it so actually i can imagine if you're going out with somebody and they're spiraling into this kind of drugs hell and then they're being abuse abusive uh, you might start doing it back now that doesn't mean that that's okay and uh, what i'm saying and i'm not saying that that's exactly what happened but he did have more power at the beginning of the relationship and she didn't I do think she's nuts with her recording every single thing. Like, why are you yeah. recording every single thing? What are you trying to do with this information? Are you gathering evidence so that you can prove that this has happened? Why is he also recording you? Like, it's just all exactly. very weird. The whole relationship was a toxic, jealous, dark, horrible... Yeah, just mad. Oh, free from... Just free mad. Free from the shackles from that kind of relationship. Oh, hell no. Like, literally, and I think for me, I think it was more like, cause I did see that there were times where he was obviously on the stand and, like, you know, her attorneys were asking him questions and he was busting joke. And I was like, Johnny, mm. this is not the time like, for you to be busting joke. Yeah. Like, literally, your career's on the line. Yeah. And to your point, Terman is saying that, you know, I think a lot of them, both of them were acting through the whole thing. Of course. 
and it we and, and you know i think johnny is a methodist actor i think mm. he has dabbled in methodist acting for yeah methodist acting for those that don't know but basically he immerses himself in a character mm. outside of the studio yeah. he's at home and he's at so i 100 percent and they're, they're they're seasoned actors to your point mm. so you know i think they're all acting through the whole thing and to some of the stuff that was coming up i was just like Okay, cool. You're not really taking any of the questions that the tennis asking you really seriously. Mm. Amber, she was a mess because oh there were certain things that you know she was. I mean, Johnny Depp's lawyer was a bulldog. She, yeah, the woman she, was right. Yeah, she was. Woman, yeah. yeah, she was on fire. Mm. Um, and the certain things that she was asking that Amber couldn't answer, and I was just like, she was just like, that's what I thought at the time. Oh, but look at your picture. You said that Johnny punched you in the face with all his rings, mm. but for, for two hours later, you're photographed in this dinner. Mm. Yeah, but I was wearing makeup. Darling, there's not. Listen, you could use Fenty, Bobby Brown, <laughs> whatever. If he was to lick you in your face that hard, and he's a big man, he's he's a man. Mm. If he was to punch you in your face, in your nose, you thought your nose was broken, but you've gone out for out. dinner and you've got makeup on your face. Yeah. And when people are asking you, did you seek medical help? No. When you when you feel when when you said that he alleged, vi- sexually abused you with a bottle, did you go and seek medical help? No. So what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? And I'm a little bit triggered by this case as well, just because I feel that there were certain things. I think I, I think they were both in the wrong in certain degrees. I think who are we to obviously be judger and executioner in terms of the intensity of what the abuse is? Because actually, I don't think we're ever going to know. No. What, because I think they're both as bad as one another. Mm. But I am disappointed and maybe you might need to check my bias and this might be a little bit of misogyny coming out for me okay a little bit all right, right all right but i think i am disappointed because there were i think the statements that amber has made mm-hmm. and obviously this whole public display of you know sexual abuse and violence mm-hmm. i feel that she's tarnished mm-hmm. the i think she's tarnished like women other women whether they are in high celebrity profile relationships or non-high profile celebrity relationships coming forward in terms of the the issues that they suffer from men Mm. that's 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 my but then on the flip side at the same time actually i think johnny might have done exactly the same yeah because i feel there's some things that she was standing up there just lying and i was like don't lie because you know that's a lie but i think and i just feel that the impact it has Mm. on other females that was going through that i don't not that i feel that you know the sister justice system whether it is in the uk or in america is not going to take any sort of female abuse or male abuse seriously mm-hmm. but i feel just the whole just the whole thing over the six weeks yeah and the whole acting and then certain things i was just like oh my god like I can tell that you're struggling to answer that question. So I don't, your credibility is not there. Mm. You're making a question of credibility. I just hope that it doesn't affect other women or men coming forward mm. or anybody coming forward to domestic violence in high profile, the high profile celebrity relationships. Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't like affect like their credibility. I don't even feel like that made any sense. No, I know what you're saying. And I think like it's, it's quite a big sentiment that's I think been swirling since the verdict has come out. That, you know, she, you know, if she, if she has indeed lied, which it didn't look too good for her, to be honest, on the stand at multiple points, then that does discredit. But then I also feel like if it wasn't her and it was someone else, that's always going to be what's said. Like, I think a lot of women, when they do come forward, I mean, even in this country, 
I don't have the stats, but I think the, the, the convictions, rape convictions, assault convictions, domestic abuse convictions are very, very low. Gen- like statistically, they're very, very low. And a lot of the time when women come out and say like, this has happened to me, people say, why did you not say, do anything at the time? Why did you not say it at the time? But I think, yeah. And, and also people forget that like, if someone is abusing you or working their way to manipulate you or they slowly break down so many parts of your emotional strength, your physical strength, you might feel isolated. Like this is Johnny Depp who's powerful. So if indeed he did do this thing with the bottle, right? Even who would she tell? Because even then it would be like, well, she can't say anything. It's Johnny Depp. Number two, if he's got enough money, it'd be like, we'll make this problem go away. Like I have heard stories of, it's like the whole thing with Tim Westwood, right? Mm. You can make these things go away. They're, They're seen as powerful. So do I think that she herself has made this whole you know, women coming forward, you know, lose credibility. Not really, no, because I feel like even if someone else did it, it would be exactly the same thing. The the, the media kind of shifts the focus, the blame away from men in these situations, or let me not just say men, the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator in these situations, because again, it can happen in um, homosexual relationships, it can happen in heterosexual relationships. So the situation is that the per- the perpetrators often excuse like it's like the victim what did you do to make this happen why did you not say anything at the time however amber if (laughs) if you are gonna get on the stand and not have your story straight the lawyer is going to shred you to pieces anatomy of a scandal please people need to go and watch because that's a very classic example it's very similar isn't it you know this woman is saying that she's oh sorry let me not spoiler alert if you've not watched Anatomy of a Scandal, skip yeah. now. Okay, so basically, you know, this woman is alleging that this, the prime minister, no, it was an MP, sorry. It was an MP. Has raped her. But the way that both lawyers approach the questioning is very interesting because if you are the prosecution, you're trying to find out like, well, yeah, because the guy was, yeah, that's a quote. Yeah, yeah. If you're the defend- defending lawyer, you're trying to pick holes in the victim's story. Yeah which is what Johnny Depp's lawyer would be doing. You're going to be picking and retwisting words around. And even towards the end, before the verdict came, I was like, did he do it? Did he do it? I'm not even sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if he actually did this. Because of these lawyers, wow. I mean... They're so good. They're so good. I used to want to be a lawyer, but I think as an adult, like now, my moral compass couldn't defend someone who yeah, has, no, I, sure. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do it. I don't know how they sleep at night. I don't, especially if, if Johnny Depp has indeed done some of these things that Amber Heard has said, because at the end of the day as well, you know, bringing Kate Moss, bringing ex-wife, whatever, a man who abuses one woman doesn't, it doesn't mean they abuse all of them. It doesn't mean that Agreed. they hit all of them. So, you know, at the end of the day, what does that prove? Nothing. If he has indeed done these things that, you know, Amber has claimed... As that female lawyer sitting next to him, because also that's a very, very clever move to get a female lawyer. Exactly. That's what very, I was very about. clever. Super, super clever. Very clever. She's up here. Yeah. She is flying the flag yeah. with Johnny. Yeah. You know, yeah, 100%. But it's 100%. very clever. I think Johnny Depp's team would just had more money, more calculated about the way that they were going to make sure. There's text saying that he said he's going to destroy her. 
after yeah, they did. Agreed. And yeah, he's done it. That. And he did do it because I don't know. It's, she's going to be knocking, knocking on whose door. But I know, to be fair, Elon Musk. <laughs> He'll look after she's her. She's all right. She's fine. She'll she's just right. go off of a quiet life, her and her, her, her daughter. And I think she'll be okay. But I do think, let's just, trial by social media is awful. And I do think some of his team made sure that those those um, hashtags were, were floating about. If you see her statement that she put out, is it today she put it out? Yeah, it would be today. Um, yeah. Last I saw, there was 197 quote tweets. And when I went into the quote t- tweets, most of them were like, you're an effing liar. You effing, yeah, like, kill yourself. Like, there's oh, there's God. a lot of stuff. So, I think her career yeah. is... I'm going to say I think it's done. Boom, boom. Yeah, I think it's done. And Johnny will be back on Pirates of the Caribbean Part 17. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be back again. Because he's, he's in the UK right now, isn't he? So yeah, he's, I think he was spotted out coming out of a pub in Newcastle. But that's the one that don't take things seriously. Do, do you know what I mean? That's, you're not taking it seriously. You're not even there for the verdict. I just feel like... I think we've been a little bit hoodwinked and bamboozled. I'm, I'm going to say it. Fair but we'll see. See, I could be wrong. We will see. I could be wrong. But anyway, <laughs> moving on to our next babe, because it's, it's all tied in, isn't it? It's all tied in. So, yeah, the next... Um, excuse me. Let me just clear my throat. <laughs> <clears throat> Apologies, Wigs and Sachets. The velvet tones of the <laughs> Um No, so moving into our um, uh, our next babes. Uh, I would say Latoya's babes. Ooh. <laughs> um, Ooh. And it's quite linked to the other, uh, the other uh, topic we're discussing. is Elon Musk. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, Elon Musk today, um, or actually this week, basically said he demanded that Tesla office workers return to in-person work or leave the company. Mm. Um, the policy disclosed in leaked emails Musk sent to Tesla executive staff Tuesday was first report- reported by electric vehicle news site Electric. Um, and in the email, it basically says, anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office a minimum, and I mean a minimum, <laughs> mad, of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla. This is less than we ask of our factory workers, Musk wrote, adding the office must be the employee's primary workplace where the other workers they regularly interact with are based, not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties. So, I mean, it's quite a... Mm. It's very authoritarian. Mm -hmm. Dictator. Style. It is, yeah, very uh, um dictator-esque. I think that yeah, it's, he's just demanding people might have to come back. I think mm. there's been a few tweets as well where he was saying, what did he say? I can't find the tweet. Oh, my God. Uh, he said a tweet. Is it going to be here? I can't find it now. Damn. Okay, cool. I'll come back to that tweet. But basically, yeah, he took to Twitter as well because he was defending um, his decisions. And was. I just thought it was just really interesting to just basically talk about because I'm like, there's, <sighs> a, there's a few things. God. Because, like, yeah, I'm for me, mm. is it fair for workers? Right. I think, obviously, where the world has changed, mm. working from home, actually hybrid working, it's just a basic expectation, mm. right, for organisations. But... Other organisations are not Tesla. Mm. And, you know, I do feel if a job requires you to be 
customer facing, mm-hmm. I do believe that you should be in the yeah, office this, if it yeah. requires you to be customer facing. If it doesn't, then not so much. If you can design a car at home, and mm. design the car at home. If it is, he's part of the law, you know what, to support our factory workers who work, have to come into our, yeah. our factory branches, I am making a rule that everybody needs to do three days a week in the office in solidarity. I was like, that's cool. I think it's the wording. And essentially, that's what he's known us saying, right? Mm -hmm. Our factory workers have to do more hours and they have to be face to face. So he's requiring his office staff to come in. Mm. But he's just... He's a dictator. He's so scary. He's just so fascinating but Ugh. equally very frantic he's fascinating frantic yeah. but then quite scary at the same he's time quite scary. Oh. i find him a very interesting character yeah i find him a very interesting character i mean he's not afraid to to put that out there and to be honest he's only echoing what a lot of ceos business owners exactly. are, are trying to say look hey pandemic's over now get back to work um i have mixed feelings about that because at the end of the day, for people, I mean, I've got a child, so remote working part of my week makes things a little bit easier. You know, it also means that I don't have to commute for hours before, you know, you might get home and your child is asleep. You know, it's it's the morning commute where it's just very stressful. Remember the central line, pre-pandemic, oh hell on a stick, hell oh on a yeah. stick. So at the end of the day, like, I think people have proved that they're able to work remotely. However, like you said, there are people who are within organisations that are customer facing or they have to be in because they're doing physical demanding jobs. And I do think that actually, if as an organisation, it is good in solidarity to have some time Mm -hmm. in the office so that these people are not feeling like, you know, it's them and us. Oh, they get to work from home every day and I'm doing this physical job or I'm doing this customer facing job. People who work mm. in retail do not have the option to sell mm, clothes mm, from their mm, house. Mm. They can't scan the items from their kitchen. They have to come yeah. into work and face people. And I do think it's very strange because there's there's this whole thing at the moment where I think they're saying it's more of a Gen Z thing. And also I think some of the much older people as well who want to completely 100% remote work. I don't. Mm-mm, not me not me not, not me me at all no i think it is important and I, people can disagree but i think it is important to spend time with your colleagues and to mm-hmm. and also there are pitfalls to remote working which people don't seem to want to talk about like you know in endless meetings <laughs> whereas back in the day you could just pop to the person's desk you could just have a meeting with one person and then cascade down the information down what now happens is you have to have a meeting with multiple stakeholders in one meeting and that could be happening over and over again rather than you just meeting with one person and then cascading that information across it doesn't happen like that anymore and also yeah. you know what about the fact that i'm spending money on my electricity bill cost of living yeah. crisis for sure it's gone up yeah so you know i know they're small in the grand scheme of things but do you really want to 100 percent remote work because the remote work i'm thinking of is i get to go to barbados for a week or i'm in bali with my laptop i'm not in london <laughs> I'm not in London in my four walls remote working. That's not my idea of perfect remote work. 
I need yeah. to be able to like travel and do stuff. And some of these organizations don't do that. Now, do I think 40 hours is a bit much? It's a bit much. That's a what that's more than what I work now. A minimum of 40 hours, you know. I mean minimum of 40 hours. But I think they're all engineers though, right? And I guess they probably do work probably 50, 60 yeah, no, hour for sure. weeks. 50, 60 hour weeks. It'd be interested to see actually it does he require that for like all like, you know, his enabling functions, aka like the finance department. Yeah, are they in? For, for, are they in? Because obviously they're not necessarily engineers. But like maybe I don't know if it's almost like the factory workers. Mm. If it was if this was more assigned to engineers, I would like actually, you know what, makes sense. Yeah. Because actually as engineers, it's about the innovation. Actually, how are you gonna how are you gonna make a newer model of Tesla, better, faster, mm. more innovative. Like, so I do feel if the factory workers are blowing at their backs to build the cars, I do feel as engineers, you, you need to there. understand that, you know what, you should be there. Um, and I'm sure obviously like, you know, there's like, cause you know, when you when you go to like places like Google and stuff like that, they have like their campuses and their hubs. Oh yeah. Them, like, like sleep because of mm. the engineers. And the, so I'm sure that obviously like, you know, the, I hope that the working environment is conducive. It's nice. I don't know. I feel like it's he's nice. mean. <laughs> but to be fair, sorry, but how much do you think these people are getting paid? I know. Well, this is it. You know, the money If you were getting, getting paid, right? Yeah. Let's say you were getting paid. What, 100,000? 200,000 pounds. 200,000 pounds, right? I will live there. As I will sleep engineer. there. I'll give birth there. Right. And now we don't know what the average salary is. I haven't had, we haven't had a chance yeah. of research on Glassdoor. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to be on Glassdoor anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to Twitter. I'm just like, let's see anyone. How much? What's the average salary of Tesla? Tesla. <laughs> but like, if you're getting paid like two hundred thousand pounds to be an engineer, yeah, yeah, in Tesla, do you think that's an unreasonable request? Do you know what? I think it's also about balance because some people like they go into careers and it's not always about money. Like if they if they're feeding their families but they're not seeing their families. Imagine making all that money and you don't get to see your family. You don't even get to enjoy it. You don't even get to spend it. I don't think there's anything wrong with like you said about three days a week then being in the office and then the remaining they're not because that shows some solidarity. If I'm earning two hundred thousand pounds, well, I guess I have to show why I'm earning two hundred thousand pounds, but. If there was a whole pandemic, so I'm sure they were proving why they were earning £200,000 when they were not in the office. And I think that some of these billionaires and millionaires, because Alan Sugar is one of them, I'm going to throw him under the bus. Your babes. He's not my babes no more. We divorced a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been off him for some wow. time. But you know what? For historical okay. purposes, for people that know me, I just keep him in the harem. But he's not, he's not really anymore. Dinosaur lover. <laughs> Pension up on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I said it on a previous episode. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> God. Sorry. I can't believe. But he's another. So he's sorry. another one who's been tweeting about people need to get back to work. Oh no! It's because you own property in mm. London. And people are moving out of offices. You know, some people have gone permanently remote or working on places like WeWork or whatever and not having proper offices. Yeah. So obviously his um, his buildings are losing value. Nobody's there. No one's paying him rent. So I get it. But I think some of these people have quite an ulterior motive. And the world is changing. I mean, he's obviously, what's his name? Elon Musk is trying to keep up, which is why he's trying to buy Twitter. But the world is changing. And I don't think the Gen Z lot are going to take it. I think there was a study, and I, I'd have to find it, but I think it, it said that 
just on a, a kind of questionnaire basis, a lot of Gen Z people would prefer to work remote. Mm. They don't see the point of going to office. They can do everything themselves. Why would they need to? What are they going to learn? And and I do kind of think that actually, no, it is kind of important to go into the office because that's how... It's about the connection. It's about the, it's about the purpose. I think that, you know what, you can't... For me, I think you get more from having a face-to-face -face interaction and being in the same space and time with your manager or like you know your work colleagues because i think it does bring people together on a deeper level i think this whole webex zoom msn teams is super transactional so are we in in, in the next 10 years if everyone if all of us was to work from home in the next 10 years is all our work just going to be super transactional like mm. and yes fair enough some people just go to work because it's a transaction essentially i'll go into work i do this and actually i get paid and that's fine but i think it just makes it what about like if you work in the creative sector, yeah, you need like to you work do with people. need to be around people, yeah. like in order to bounce ideas, in order to stretch your thinking, like and equally just to connect with people, like humans. Let me let me touch just because I'm really bad. Let me touch you, but let me yeah. see you instead of seeing you for a screen. Like, yeah. I don't think it's just too much. So yeah, I agree with you. I'm very much like I, I love would love for to have that balance in terms yeah. of going to the office two days and then obviously working three days and when oh, you yeah. get actually big events where you bring the whole office together, like if there's any things around mm. like a new initiative or any IND intervention and stuff like that, you could really feel like the energy. So yeah, yeah I'm all for like hybrid working 100%. Yeah, hybrid working is the future and I think people need to get on board. Like, you know what, enjoy this element of it before we move into meta because that's going to be scary if like where visions of the future are going, where you're actually going to be virtually doing everything. I mean, I saw something on Twitter, which is not part of this, but someone tweet, like there was a tweet that basically a woman said that she had been raped in the metaverse. Like she was raped. Like, how, just take off your headphones. However. That's really odd. However. But I did see an article, and I think I watched a news report as well. Yeah. Where it is in question in terms of, like, it. we need to be really careful just because it's actually a little bit... I know, obviously, like, you know, you can take off your headphones and, like, log off or when it, log out, I'm guessing. I don't know. You're more of the expert in medicine. I don't even know how it works. I just don't know how it works. But the, the, I, did, I can't for the life of me remember, but I think there's almost a thing about actually where are the safe... We need to put, like... The safeguarding. The safeguarding yeah, like, yeah. Me measures. I agree. Because it can get very dark quite quickly. Oh, 100%. There's kids, like, like they're not meant dark. to be on like, there. Like, kids will be on there. Yeah. And stuff will be happening to them virtually. And essentially... Yeah. Although it's not happens to you as for, but it's happened to you virtually. Yeah. And but it's where that then, line, you know? yeah. Where's that yeah. line between virtual and physical? Like it scares right. me to think that maybe like by the time my child is like 15, 16, she could constantly be in her room on her Oculus or on her headphones and not actually physically interacting with her friends or her family because she's doing everything online and it's already online. getting that way where like you know kids talk to each other through skype discord is another one like mm. you know there's all these channels reddit even let's throw that in there all these forums and places where people are connected virtually behind avatars and not act and then therefore i mean i mean i'm not i'm talking in jest obviously about this woman not i'm not talking in jest about her being raped so it's just a bit like we'll take off your headphones but when i say that is what i'm trying to say is that people where are people going to understand that actually you can step away from the virtual world? Like you can actually step out of it 
you don't have to be in it if you don't want mm. to be in it. But I think people like the way the world is going, we're going to be kind of forced to be in the metaverse, whether we want to do it or not. And yeah, yeah, that's to me is more worrying. People like Elon Musk buying Twitter is worrying, you know? Mm. So, I mean, you know what? I'll take his 40 hours in the office rather than him telling me to work 40 hours via mail. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? That's hilarious. Uh, That's so true, though. I'm sorry. Like, I'd rather see people than be online, like, having conversations. Zoom fatigue was so real. You remember that part in the pandemic where we were having Zoom parties? (laughs) Do you remember? Do I remember? Uh, Yes. There there was a lot of Zoom parties, wasn't there? let me tell you something. And house party, I really want to see oh, house party. Oh the usage gosh. of house party now, right? They must have made money. Right? All the companies made money. I think Zoom and WebEx and obviously MSM teams are obviously making money now, but house party was the one. Yeah. You on your phone. Da, da, da. Yeah, 100%. Zoom fatigue. We're sitting down there. There was, a, <laughs> there was a couple, there was a couple, there was a couple moments where, you know what, there was, there was some awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> Equally. Oh god! I was just like another Zoom Christmas like, parties, leaving Christmas dues. parties. You know what cracked me up? I had to schedule <laughs> Zoom calls, so we just like, okay, cool. We're gonna have a Zoom call at five to seven. I was like, guys, I can't stay till five, till seven because I've got one kicking off at six thirty. <laughs> so I had to drop off a one at six thirty, then go into one from six thirty to like eight, and then we just go, okay, cool. We're gonna house party from eight until like three oh. pm in the morning. House party on the phone. The phone's hot. The phone's The hot. phone's going to explode. Yeah. Like, literally, I had house party on two phones. I had to make sure my work phone was charged. Oh, my god. And my personal phone was charged. And alternate between the two. That's crazy. Do you remember? Oh, my God. Please, I got it. Don't, don't take us back. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I That's why I, would, I, I just about made it. I know. I just about made it. It was a lot. I just about made it. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, oh, like, just saying, oh, you know what, like, just reflected on the lockdown and I was like that was probably one of the darkest times of my life Mm. 110% it was awful Mm. it was really bad yeah so I was just like you know what I don't want to go back to like communicating to people through a screen five o'clock this is how many people's dead okay cool like it's just yeah it was too much but yeah Trying to keep this quite light, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we'll move sorry. on to a more light topic sorry. next, which is what I've thrown in there. <laughs> but Elon Musk, yeah. yeah, I think, you know what? It's it's very interesting. As I said, I find him fascinating, frantic, but then equally quite frantic in terms of, like, he's just so... There's, he just says what he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't really care. But I think, yeah, and equally scary at the same time. But I know we did talk about this in the previous episode mm. or two episodes that I feel that we do need to do a bit of a deep dive just to unpick, like... He's, oh, God. I'm scared of what we're like, going to Where find. did he come from? Like, who is he? And to be fair, he's... He's got... His accolades mm. are incredible. Mm. Like, he is... His mind is out of this world. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you have someone that has that sort of mind and he's done some amazing things, obviously, for you know, the world, mm. uh, SpaceX but, uh, with NASA, in collaboration with NASA, Tesla, like, mm. but it does get a bit scary. Yeah. 
Because also so, people yeah. like that have a lot of influence on politics. They have a lot of influence on like our lives, which you don't really realise. It's business that runs politics. 100%. It's not us. No matter what, how many people you vote for, we don't control yeah. it. Yeah. You know, they control it. And they what they Agreed. want feeds into how we live. So someone like yeah. that who's saying, well, 40 hours a week, you need to be in the office. That can, I mean, come on, that could influence a lot of companies to change. But you know what? Yeah. These people aren't get people are the the great resignation. That's the that's what we're in right now. So people yeah, are leaving their, because they've realised there's more to life. We basically got through like a pandemic in our lifetime, which is really like the stuff you used to read about when you were in primary school when they talked about the Black Plague. You were like, oh yeah, the Black Plague. Yeah. You didn't think anything like that would happen in your lifetime. And you saying about like you know that that being a dark period. You know, I think mentally it's changed a lot of people who, you know, I don't, me personally, do I want to be in the office five days a week? Absolutely not. I don't. And the thing is, if you are telling me to come in five days a week, there's going to be another company that says, no, you can do hybrid and I will go there. So a lot of companies have actually had to change their structure to retain yeah. staff because people don't want to be there. Five. Of course, there's always going to be one person who wants to be there every single day. All right, cool. Good for you. Whatever. Some of us don't. Yeah, no, 100%. The, the businesses that tell me, say, actually, it's four days a week in the office, they are hemorrhaging and they're struggling to attract talent. Yeah. Straight up. Straight like, up. Like, it's a minimum expectation, like, two days a week, three, two days a week in the office, yeah. three days at home. Okay, cool. Can I work exactly. from anywhere? Yeah. When you say anywhere, whereabouts anywhere? Anywhere in the world, as long as you clock up your hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. You'll even see it on LinkedIn, cool. all the ones that say on-site. Zero applications. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> Zero applications. <laughs> no one wants to apply. So, yeah, it's time for the I companies to catch up if they want to retain yeah. their staff, basically. So, Elon, just be a little bit fairer. It's not fair. It's not fair. But we're coming for you. We're coming. <laughs> I mean, just, just to talk about just to talk about it. I don't want to come across as any sort of I know. Threat. I don't want to put a chip in my Lord. head. Please. That... I'm okay. I don't want it. <laughs> I just feel like he would do that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the last topic was I threw this in here because I don't you know if you saw this. Did you see I'm, it on the timeline? Wait, it was a hot I mean, ass mess. St listen, I don't know anything about Sweden, okay? If anyone told me about Sweden, I'd be like, okay, IKEA comes from there, I think. Yeah, it does. Right, IKEA yes, comes yeah. from there. You know, it's they're very blonde tall people i think it's a probably a nice country i couldn't not tell all you they're all blonde <laughs> like no. orica, orica johnson sven goren erickson one of my bays i mean like <laughs> yeah i mean i know some i know some, some sweets and they're not blonde oh really no. i'm going with my narrative that's all blonde <laughs> and so I wouldn't have an opinion about Sweden. That's just one of them, like, Robin. Scandinavian... Ro I oh, lie. yeah, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Uh, no. It, the singer? A guy. That, no, oh, not the singer. She's Swedish this now, was, I think. This was a long time ago when I visited Sweden for my okay. 25th birthday. Was he blonde? We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> what was he blonde? Very tall. My Viking. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Shout out to Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maddie was, like, 6'5". I was, like, mad. And blonde? Mm. <laughs> a true blonde that I remember <laughs> <laughs> what is it did the, did, the cat, did, did the curtains match the carpet is that yeah is that... I think it did okay yeah and 
Yeah, it was a lot. Back to the nation of Sweden. <laughs> Sorry, Wigs and Sachets. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, Sweden, as I said, you know, produces people like Robin, but like. <laughs> Shut up. I have nothing bad to say about Sweden. But that all changed in the last week. As in, like, Sweden's national um, identity is in crisis right now. Because basically, someone posted a thread on um, Reddit. And the, the question was, what is the weirdest thing you've had to do at someone else's house because of their culture slash religion? And so this Reddit user responds with... I remember going to my Swedish friend's house and while we were playing in his room, his mum yelled that dinner was ready and check this, he told me to wait in his room while they ate. Now, (laughs) it's a little bit strange, right? But then this got shared on Twitter. Why was there hundreds of stories corroborating this? As in even, yeah, as as in even Swedish people were saying, yeah, this is the norm. Like you go to your friend's house you don't go there expecting to be fed. Like you are actually going there and you stay in the room while they eat and then you go. They don't feed you. Um, you know, some were saying that they'd be invited over for a sleepover. So even they didn't get any dinner, they didn't get any breakfast. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, these times the, the friend was coming to their house and mum was feeding feeding them up a storm because they weren't sweet you know they were immigrants i was shocked i'm shocked i cannot believe this and people um there was a map that was put out about countries that are most likely to feed you or not and 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 britain you know was somewhere like not doesn't usually feed you know guests now i'll say i'm not going to take that one i'm not going to take that l for britain because you know what i think in the uk even if they're not going to feed you dinner, you're definitely going to get a cup of tea. You're going to get a cup of tea, biscuit, biscuit. even like a little toast. Even you know a what I mean? Toast. Do you want a sandwich, darling? Yeah. Do you want a packet of crisps? Yeah, I'm not going to... You know, I know I slandered this island quite a lot, but that one I'm not going to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie. I slandered this island quite a lot, but that one I'm not going to support because I do fully think people will give you a cup of tea, you know, you know, and then you go home and have your your, your dinner at home. You like, I'm not supposed to be fed at like Sally's house, but I definitely know that I'm going to get a cup of tea and a biscuit or a squash, Robinson's yeah. fruit and barley, definitely, yeah. and a biscuit. So I just, it's very interesting because then other cultures jumped in. Some were trying to make it. Um, oh god, what were they trying to make it? Not a racial thing, but there's this author, and I will find her name. But she basically has lived in Sweden her whole life. She's Swedish and she's black and she's lived there. And, you know, there's a lot of, apparently, you know, there is racism that happens in Sweden that seems to be swept up quite a lot, swept under the rug, sorry, quite a lot. But this whole feeding thing is a very common thing amongst them. Um, And I don't really know what to say because I think that's got to change, my Swedish friends. Unless it is it some sort of like historical, I think it, it must is. be some sort. Of, yeah, but you know, when we yeah. say culture, is it like some sort of like historical witchcraft kind of thing? I so not, let me let me rephrase that. In terms of some sort of historical spiritual kind of thing, where I can understand almost like you know, like if it if you feed your friend in your house, it's like yeah, a bad yeah, yeah. that you can have into your family. Because I just feel like naturally in today's day and age, if you like modern 
parents yeah. would just be like, okay, cool. I'm inviting around like my kid's friend and they are going to have dinner with us. That's yeah. fine. I don't understand. I'm not going to get them to stay in their room and then while we and not eat, eat and then obviously... I just, I just think that's like child cruelty. I know. Well, a few, a well, few, it is. A few Swedes did try and explain. So one user and what did. What was they explaining they exactly? Said, Swedes cook for the people uh, they expect, as in family. They do precise portions. We don't mind guests. Just tell us in advance, and we'll add one more. And in Sweden, it's understood you don't eat at a friend's house un- unannounced. No big deal. Um, another person said the tradition was out of it. respect for the visiting child's parents who may have planned dinner which would then get wasted. But they're at the yard, so I don't understand. Like, if they... What about the sleepovers? What about that? <laughs> that one killed me. What about that? I mean, but equally, like, house. you could just... You could, you've all got fridges, in it? So whatever you don't eat that it day, you could just put fridge. in the fridge. Um, someone else who was Persian... I had a good friendship with my Swedish neighbour for several years and every time I was at her house during dinner time, she would leave me alone in her bedroom, not saying a word... <laughs> to me, left me alone for twenty to thirty minutes while I sat upstairs with a hungry stomach. I, oh, I... I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to some work colleagues. Let's talk to some Swedish student. people to find out what's going on because yeah, because that is just very yeah, interesting. I mean, the countries that I've also this is the map, right? I, I feel like this one just made this up, but this is an amateur historian sociologist who says that each country, which countries are more likely to give you food. So the ones that are most likely, which I think I can corroborate and agree with this, is like um, Spain, Portugal. I feel like they'll feed you. Italy, 100%. Mamma mia. Come with a pasta bowl, extra yeah, cheese. Sure. They're definitely yeah. going to feed you. Um, it looks like Turkey, I can see. Greece. So the lower kind of lower Eastern European countries. Un- usually, yes. Okay, we've got France. I can see the Eastern European bloc, Russia. Yeah, they'll usually give you some food. Um, unlikely to give you food. It looks like Germany sitting in there. Um, United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, no, That's stop it. They'll slap on a Frankfurt. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's like Germany no, I think Germany... I, I think, think they'd they give you food. Would. I think they, they would. would. They would. Yeah, yeah United Kingdom was sitting in there, but as I mentioned, I think they're going to give you the tea. Um, yeah. Scotland and Ireland usually always give you food. I, I think I, I think that's very true. And very yeah. unlikely is all the Scandinavian, basically, countries will not give you food. Will not give you food? No. I mean, I can't even comment, because ever since I've gone to Amsterdam, yes, it's been... Went to on a business, so I just, you know, <laughs> I, I just bought I just bought the restaurant, didn't it? Expensive, I just, so it's just fine. I mean, for, that's very interesting. It's very, interesting. yeah, it's very interesting. I was going to yeah. say weird because I want to like you know dismiss or like piss off the culture because if it's just their culture, then they're like, okay, yeah. cool, fair enough. But like, it's just, I think in today's day and age, you would just think actually, if I've, if you've got children and your child's coming over, you would just feed, if your, your yeah. child's friend is coming over, you just feed them anyway. Like, I, I mean, was just to get fed at like Ian and Catherine's house. Yeah, like, I think you know if what I mean, when Emily used to come here, I was just like, okay, cool, you carry just give them food. You just give them food. If there's nothing, no food, I'll be like, right, there ain't no food, but yeah. we're something. Like, let's just do it. But sometimes the food, like, I'm trying to think when I was younger and 
sometimes you go obviously like as a play date and stuff but you might not have their dinner dinner but maybe the mum would might make you sandwiches or they're definitely you definitely get like snacks and drinks and stuff like you don't necessarily yeah. have like what their dinner is like because like someone that person tweeted they've made maybe the portion for their family they haven't made enough for an extra guest but i definitely don't remember going to well i say my black friends houses and definitely not eating anything um did i really have any white friends as a child i'm really exposing myself not really, you know. <laughs> Such a... I've got faith for my white friends. I didn't I really I have any white black friends. Yeah, I didn't really have any white friends. But I do, like, my sisters did. And I, when they came to the house, like, they were always fed. If they wanted it, they didn't have to eat it. But, like, they were definitely mm-hmm. offered, you know, some rice, some stew. Do you want to eat that? Like, some kids were loving it. I remember we had a neighbour, Sophie. Yeah. Sophie, who used to come round. I, it wasn't my age group, but... Um, my mum was like, is she being fed at home? I was like, mum, you can't say that. Because <laughs> she was really, oh. no, you know, the food is spicy and her nose is running. Her nose was running, but she, yeah. wanted, but she wanted more. She was loving it. Little Sophie. She was about six or seven. Like, bless her. She was loving it. But yeah, I, I guess in African culture, it just wouldn't happen. Like, I think... I personally can't have my friends come to my house and not feed them. Like, if I know you're coming round, then we are. I'm going to be cooking food. At the very least, if I'm not going to be cooking food, I'm going to be ordering food for you to eat. Yeah, no, for sure. And I couldn't have, like, my friend's children, or even if it was, you know, if my child's old and her friend comes around from school, I can't have them come round and there's no food for them to eat. It doesn't have to be a full dinner. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure, I, for sure. Oh, they can still say no, because in some cultures, it's rude to accept. So actually, you mm. could offer a child some food and actually they say no. I have. Mm. I remember as a child being offered food sometimes and I said no, because actually I knew I was going to go home and have dinner. But also mm. sometimes, you know, mum used to talk about juju, so you just don't eat at that person's house. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I get that. It seems yeah. to be fair. I don't know if mum, like, wants... I don't know if she... Did, she should say, say, don't walk to people how you know, a yellang empty belly. Mm-mm. I was like, hmm? So, like I said... No, so I was always just like, oh, no, I'm fine. Yes, me. yes. But there's other times... After a while, when it was, like, with Ian and Kat, I was just like, listen, I'm, I'm family. Do you know what I mean? I've known you since, like, 25... Yeah, yeah. Over, 25 years plus, so let's do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm eating at your house. But, like, you know, I think in Jamaican culture, I think, yeah, that's quite similar in mm. terms of we were always... Try to ensure that there's some sort of like, you know, some sort of dish, even if, you know what, nah, Jamaicans are too proud. Mm. So I know for true, if the kids were to come around and see times there when you're on that bread line, you know, you ain't got that money to shred. Mm. You're going to go into the cupboard and hustle up a corned beef and rice and you're going to spread it and you're going to make it yeah. Yeah, 100% we're too proud we're like, oh my god I went round to like you know you at sounds and, and there was no feds yeah oh my and there was no never. food and I opened the fridge and there weren't even no milk do you know what that, like, that, that reminds sugar. me oh my god when I was doing my fashion stuff right when I was younger and I was doing an intern internship with a designer I'm not going to call out no name but anyway, she lived around your bitch, you know, Northwest. So I had to, oh, yeah. yeah. So she had a studio in uh, East London. And she said to me, it was me and one other black girl. And a couple of other like, Irish girl. She was cool. I hope she's all right, you know, long time. And a couple of people that worked there, really cool. But it was just me and this one black girl anyway, who were yeah. interning at that time and the Irish girl. So she says... Um, she's expecting some samples that are going to be coming, but they're coming to her her, her house. 
And I'm thinking to myself, okay. So she's like, yeah, so you and, let's just say her name's Natalie. So do you, Natalie, do you mind going to finish off like the stuff you're doing for like China, but you can do it at my house. I'll, you know, come in the morning, I'll log you in and like get you all set on the computer. So we're like, okay, cool. So we go to Northwest, the Kensal area. And so she lived there, a couple of wealthy people around there, in it? Some wealthy people, yeah. So you're in, they're very wealthy. We ain't going to be selling this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, yeah. So we go in, right? She's there and the house is very, very fashion. Like, very fashion. Lovely. And she's like, um, okay, I set up the computer for you. Um, yeah, so obviously do what you need to do till like, you know, two o'clock, whatever. You want to check out free, that's fine. Go back to the studio if you want or work from home afterwards. Um, there's, I don't know what's in the fridge, but help yourself to whatever you want in the fridge. I was like, okay, cool, right, thanks, all right, see you. So we're like, bye, bye, bye. So we're sitting down, trying to sort this stuff for China, putting stuff in. And it gets to about 11 o'clock. I'm like, I'm really hungry. Natalie's like, yeah, me too, me too. So I was like, oh, let me go find out what's in the fridge. Two eggs and a bottle of nail varnish. (laughs) A fashion life. A fashion life. (laughs) That is... That's a fashion life, 100%. Me and Natalie were like... Two eggs and a bottle of nail varnish. She clearly doesn't live there. She doesn't live there. She can't. She can't live there. Not even no milk. No milk. Two... I still remember to this day. Two eggs and a bottle of nail varnish. No, she doesn't Me and Natalie were just like... She's like, I think I saw... She said, I think I saw a Caribbean shop down the road. Let's go get lunch. We had to go. I couldn't... What were we supposed to eat? Not even a biscuit. Not even tea bags. That is crazy. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not even going to call out yeah. her name, but that's also, you know, you said about you don't want people to come out and talk about your house. That's yeah, embarrassing because no, sure. now yeah. I know that you only kept two eggs and a bottle of nail varnish in your fridge for your interns to eat. What were we meant to have one egg each? No bread, no nothing. And they probably weren't even. But there was, but this is it. Did, did he even go in the cupboards? I mean, there was a. There might so, be like some snacks in the cupboards. Uh, no, so, no, I do remember us investigating to see if we could put anything together, and it was. I mean, these times there, you know what? I wouldn't even put you know a hitch up in a people's yeah. fridge and in the cupboards. I have a thing like that. I'm like, no, I can't do it no. unless I'm putting something in the fridge because it's a party. I really don't be like, okay, cool. Oh, you don't look in the fridge. Let me sh- oh, not really. Oh. Unless I'm staying over. I mean, if I'm saying if it's like a good friend, yeah. If it's a good friend or whatever, I'll go in the fridge the same way because their house is my house. So Yeah, but if you were... Okay, what but about on a date? Like, so say you came back... Okay, so say it's like the first... This, this is the night you're about to like hitch up your knickers and do your thing, right? So you come... Mm. You're at the person's, you know, pad and, you yeah. know, they're like, you know, make yourself comfortable. Like, I'm just going to go freshen up. Yeah, all right, bye. Like, they go to the toilet, yeah? So you're thinking, so you're in the kitchen. That's my time to go investigate your fridge. Would you not investigate the fridge? Absolutely not, because listen, why have you got your hand in the people them fridge? Because it's not your yard. It's not your yard and it's not your fridge. You stay where you were left. What on the sofa? Right? That, on the sofa no. and you wake up. Or if you turn and say, you know what, okay, do you want us do you want me to fix us some drinks while you go to the toilet? And if they give me the permission to go in no. their fridge, then hundred and ten percent. What are we gonna be investigating people's fridge for? I do, because I feel like the fridge tells you a lot about a person. No, see the toilet is too enough. <laughs> You're too enough. <laughs> I think no. a fridge tells you a lot about yeah, a person. Yeah, a fridge tells you a lot. So does a handbag and so does a man bag at the same oh, time. Oh, but like, I wouldn't go know, in their so bag. That's going too far. But I feel like the fridge 
if it's the fridge it but what about if they don't go look, listen what about if they're like you know what i don't have no food in my fridge to feed this person the only thing i got is a bottle of bolly so this is we're gonna crack this bolly have a few <laughs> champagne one bang thank you ma'am and kick rocks i'm gonna order you your uber that's it oh. you ain't sitting out here to get a second a second meal i'm getting a flashback like we've already done had the meal already i've already done pale for the meal already i don't even spent my hundred pound on us actually having a meal, I want some sex. What about if it's just a one-night stand? But then you open the fridge and they ain't got no food in the fridge, you're going to be like, nah, he's a broke, they're broke. No, that's too I enough. mean, I, as I said, I'm, I'm having a flashback because I this was in my youth. Yeah, but I do... No, too enough. I do remember... I didn't go in the fridge. I didn't go because it was a shared accommodation. I feel, I feel like I've talked about this before, but it was a shared situation. So, you know, earlier we talked about... Did we, did we just talk about Oyster Card and money and all of that, yeah? I'll be tapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, where we met, I feel like this story just sits in my brain because it was when I was, you know, you know, you're just starting to date and whatever. And I met up with him, like, you know, and obviously the plan was to go back to his place. And right. we get to the bus stop and he says to me, oh, do you have... Was this when Oyster was in? I feel like I can't even tell. I can't even remember if Oyster was in at this point. <laughs> That's how old I am. So he was like, oh, do you have an Oyster card? Whatever. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, like, oh, he's must have said, oh, do you have a ticket? And I was like, well, yeah, because I had an Oyster. And I was like, well, do you? And he was like, nah. I was like, how are we get, so you getting get on us? <laughs> I think back then this was the Oyster ticket hybrid. So you could still have a ticket to get on the bus. So he must have just flashed right. the driver and got on. So we went upstairs on the bus now. I get up there. I see someone else that I used to date upstairs on the deck of the bus. Ooh. I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm with this broke motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're right, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you, don't even, you, don't, you don't even want to talk because I'm already feeling the hot heat of <laughs> the, heat. the hot heat of judgment <laughs> on the neck <laughs> the hot heat of the imposter syndrome <laughs> just like look at you is this what your life has become <laughs> this, is, this is it <sighs> do you know what I mean you're going to think you're one of those uh... ads sponsor Latoya two pounds so she can buy her day a bus ticket <laughs> <laughs> about this has proper brought back that memory because that memory was buried that memory was buried deep, deep i just had to bring deep. it back and then we got back went to his place i was thinking okay where are we going with this so you know proudly showed me like his hat and trainer collection this is really showing my age because he really showed me his hat and trainer collection i was like cool mm-hmm. he's like oh do you want a drink i said yeah sure like what do you have he's like oh, i'll see what's in the fridge I think I got cranberry juice or whatever. Okay, so he comes out with the cranberry juice, just the carton. I was thinking, am I going to get a glass? There was no glass given. Then he swigs out of the carton and passes it. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, no. Okay, I mean, listen, I can't chat because, you know what, I break glasses 24-7, so in my house, I've got mixed mash-up glasses. No, that's okay. But I at least make sure that I've got, two tumblers. You've got, like, you know what, even if I'm just like, look, my glasses are broken, so I've only got, like, champagne flutes. That's all right. We're going to have some cranberry out, some Prosecco flutes. That is what it is. But, like, literally, swag, he's... he's, He backed the car, yeah. 
He backed the cards in. Yeah. And then handed it to yeah. you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm okay. I gave that back. And you know what? At that point, because I'm a real germaphobe about these things. Like, it's really weird because obviously like, when I'm, if I'm kissing someone, I don't care about germs. But for some weird reason, when it comes to like drinking and eating items, especially if I don't know you very well, I don't know why you're giving me the card. And at that point, my ick kicked in. It should have kicked in from the oyster moment, but it, it it kicked in with the carton. That was like my ick. And I was done. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Oh, I'm really tired. He's like, you're not going to stay? No, no. Mm-mm. I need to find myself home. I need to I'm find myself home. tap my oyster <laughs> and go home. Thank you. Oh, and the, the thing is, I just find people like that as well, because he was very good looking. When you reject people like that, they don't understand why. I just remember getting phone calls at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm fast asleep, you know. Two o'clock in the morning, asking me, where am I? In my bed? Oh, is your, look out your window. Is your, is your off license open? Yeah. Do you mind picking me up some cigarettes? No. What? I've really suffered in this life, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that is... I've, I've really suffered. Yeah, no, you've definitely suffered. You've definitely suffered. Do I look like someone you... who likes to be broke? Like, and I'm not even, I'm not even being funny because I'm not rich, but I don't like being poor. So I don't know why you think it'd be okay for me to be, do you want me to pay for your oyster? Do you want me to buy you a tumbler? What is it that you want from me? And now you want me to go and buy you cigarettes at two o'clock in the morning. Dusty, musty, no. Dusty, musty, no. I feel like, the, I think we should just refer to that individual as Dusty Musty No, because that's actually no. great. I was going to say Dusty Musty Mo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dusty Musty No. Yeah. I think he's probably like the same people then that's got that Range Rover and finance. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be no, surprised. Okay. But hope... There's nothing wrong with getting Range Rovers and finance, by the way. There's nothing wrong. Just saying. Well, just as long as everything there. else so is, no so is all right. As long as, you know, yeah. like, you know. Your tung tung's clean, your clung clung, yeah. your, your, your ting, everything nice, fresh, that's all good. Like, you can't have, like, like everything, like, look, finance is there for a reason, and there's nothing wrong with using it, but I feel like, make sure everything else is lining up with the lifestyle you're trying to portray, because I was hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was bamboozled, mate. Oh, it's all dear. right. We move. Well, there we go. That's all right. We move. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> with the Snatch Act, that brings us to another episode of the Snatch Podcast, Tales from the Timelines. Uh, we have been your lovely host, Hewitt and Latoya, so we hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode. As I said before, you can listen to this episode on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Mm. Uh, Apple's, so Apple is iTunes, yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud, Spotify, and equally, you can listen to Amazon Music. There we go. Yes. Uh, we're not going to have any uh, take us out music today. Legs and hips <laughs> and body, 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 body. Do, do, do. You know she's capitalised off of that, you know? Absolutely, as she should. Of course she did. Yeah, as she should. Love it. Yeah. But yes, we will see you around very shortly. <laughs> um, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, take care, stay safe and live your life. Yes. See you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>